Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venomside's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by just one of my co-hosts today, Tyler. Yeah, just me. Everyone else abandoned us, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, in this episode, we'll just be, this is going to be really short. Uh, we're just reviewing basically two comics, because that was all that was really released in May. Yeah, King and Black is over, and we still don't have Venom. Venom is still being pushed. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's been pushed one more week in June, so hopefully there are no other delays. But um, getting to today, we have Carnage, Black, White, and Blood, number three, and Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, number two. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, Black, White, and Blood. Uh, Yet again, we have three tales, so we'll cover each of them one by one. The first one is uh, No Survivors. Writer Dan Slott and artist Greg Smallwood uh, tell the story of a sole survivor of one of Carnage's bloody massacres during a heavy metal show and the toll it takes on his scathed psyche. So um, this was a pretty uh, interesting story. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, I'm not entirely sure because so far uh, the last two issues have had at least one um, one story in them that could be considered canon, especially number two with the Carnage Shark thing. Um, I would say this story might be the closest one to being a canon story, but it's really mm. difficult to place into the the, the entire chronology. Yes. Specifically because of the Toxin and Scorn, ref- which I, I do really appreciate those being in there, yeah. uh, even though you barely see them, but yeah, I do like that. Yeah. And, you know, even even though Dan Slott gets a lot of hate and everything, I think this was a really good story. I think it was pretty strong. No, I mean, I mean, I, I I'm one of the people who doesn't like Dan Slott typically, and I'll hand it to him. This was a good story. This was a, a good writing style, and it, plus coupled with that beautiful Smallwood art. Yeah. My goodness, Smallwood makes full use of the minimal colors. It's just it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, and I I really like how um it focuses on just, you know, how Carnage can get to people even without really, you know, getting to them. You know, Mm. it's all about, you know, this guy was a survivor of this massacre by Carnage, and now he believes that Carnage left a piece of himself inside of this guy, and just, you know, it drives him insane. And and we don't know. We don't know if Carnage actually did or not. And I like the vagueness of it. Yeah, and it's great because it ended on, uh, you know, I think it was Spider-Man asking Cletus in prison, like, you know, how did you do it? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I was laughing. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll I'll say, I think this is the first time Slot's written uh, Carnage, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because um, because the the only other time Red Goblin and that was just Norman and like he, he just sort of like the vision of Cletus, but like he we never got actual Cletus from Slot. Yeah, no, I don't think we have. So this was definitely um, uh, a treat for us. Like it definitely we didn't expect anything of it, and it actually turned out to be a pretty a pretty good story. Hmm. Uh, well, and then, like I, like I said, yeah. Uh, I do really appreciate the toxin and scorn references, even though it does sort of muddle up, you know, the where this takes place in continuity. Yeah. It's, it's right. He's in Ravecroft, but they exist already. I I just you know you don't you don't get a lot of appreciation for them in general, and just the fact that oh yeah these are Carnage's kids. The guys did his research and just 
I, I want to see more of them. Like, even if they're just, even if it's little cameos, I would love to see some sort of thing in, in, I mean, obviously we're getting talks in, in Extreme Carnage, but I want Scorn to come back. I really do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Scorn fan. Yeah, wasn't happy with her fate in, uh, what was no, it called? One of those. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, then, uh, the next story was another fun one. Um, Sea of Blood, writer Carla Pacheco and Art, artist uh, Chris Muniham and colorist Mattia Yakono set sails on the high sea uh, in an alternate universe in which Cletus Cassidy captains a pirate ship in search of a deadly buried treasure that transforms him into the accursed carnage. This was just a lot of fun, you know, picking out all the different um, Marvel characters, especially the ones related to Maximum Carnage on on mm-hmm. Cassidy's crew. I like the, the narration, how it's, it's almost like a, a, a sea, ch- a sea shanty. A sea shanty. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. And then of course it was great to see, um, Eddie Brock as a, as an admiral and, you know, being the, uh, being, uh, basically Cleese's nemesis and like hired by the queen or whatever to hunt him down. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, this, to be honest, there wasn't a whole lot of depth in the story. It's just, what if Carnage and Venom were pirates? Or, yeah. like, just sailing the seas or whatever. Because Eddie Brock's not a pirate. But, uh, yeah, and it, it's just fun. It's just, like, it's it, it's more a di- direct translation, like, compared to the, the Western, which was just, like, what if Carnage was, like, a monster in the West? But this is just, like, let's take these characters and put them in pi- make them pirates. And it, it just, I just thought a very fun setting. Uh, perfect for Carnage, you know, betraying his teammates. Just, uh... <laughs> Because all he cares about is symbiote, yeah, his booty. <laughs> um, and I, I think, yeah, it, w- w- I, th- I think you know, was it? I'm trying to remember because I, I didn't really uh, read the story since last month. But did did Flash make an appearance on Eddie's crew and then die? I don't think Flash. No, it Jameson did. Oh, that was Jameson. Jameson. It was like, it was like oh, okay. his first mate, first mate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. No, and then you had we had Shriek, uh, doppelganger with like tattoos that looks sort of like Spider Man, Spider Man ish. Yeah. And then was that Carrion or Demogoblin or De- Demogoblin? I, th- I, I think both of them were actually there. I think because um, I think originally one of the crew members had um, betrayed. Uh, was that Scorpion? That was that? that was Osborne. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Said, yeah, so, they killed yeah. off Osborne in a beat. So yeah, it could. I I don't remember who it was, but it could have been either um, Carrion or Demogoblin. But I think it was Carrion, yeah. just because of the way the hood is drawn and everything. Mm. But yeah, yeah, def- no, just and plus plus I I'm never going to complain about it, it's Mooneyham, right? Yeah, He's the artist. Yeah, from Scream. And that's my favorite artist from Scream, and I I think they deserve so much more attention. They they just drew it so visceral and just like them stretching out the tendrils like slicing at each other it's great and with the waves and everything yeah it, mooneyham is a fantastic artist and i'm very glad they're getting more work yeah definitely and then lastly we have the convention writer Alyssa wong penciler gerardo sandoval inker victor nava and colorist eric arseniega take the comic fans to a familiar setting comic-con but when a cult of Carnage fans lure a cosplayer into ritual sacrifice to summon Carnage to their world, they find that they've bit off a bit more than they can chew. This one was just, you know, this was loads of fun because this this is almost like a meta story. Like, oh, you know, this is 
our world, Comic-Con and everything, and what if Carnage just shows up one day, and it was a treat to see him just flattered by all these cosplayers that are like, oh man, I love all these Carnage cosplayers, they're really, uh, they're really my types, <laughs> and then he kills them. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, this, this was a very silly story, and I, I, it was fun. It was just a lot of fun. Just, you have, I, lo- I love the tongue and cheek, cheek lines. Like, oh yeah, we're trying to get uh, uh, like pictures with all the carnages and venom. <laughs> and I like he just he let them. He just like, yeah, this is great. I like this. <laughs> like all these people taking pictures, yeah. and then uh, and then all, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're trying to summon. Him and like, oh, what are you trying to summon? No, it's like, no, that's advanced. Yeah, that's that's advanced level <laughs> stuff. Like, okay. <laughs> and then they're all freaking out when they realize it's him. They're like, no, no, we summoned you. He's like, you didn't summon shit. He's like, I'm inevitable, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. It oh, just it, it basically just adds to Carnage and his whole legend of him. He's just now just a, he's a, just a legendary figure at this point. And then I like that <laughs> that the other sacrifices, like the other Carnage cosplayers, they're like towering in fear as he kills the cultist. Yeah. And then like at the end, he's just like putting his gloves back on. He's like, love the costumes, guys. Yeah. Carnage, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, I just don't feel so appropriate that he he likes that people are dressing up as him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that was pretty much it for Black, White, and Blood number three. Another enjoyable issue. That, so far, the series is just banging out great stories, and you know, mm-hmm. just a diverse cast of artists and writers. And no, just, we yeah, we didn't even bring up Sandoval, which is I, I love Sandoval drawing classic Carnage. Like I remember the whole I don't want to say debacle. It was just a, you know, a minor thing in the Absolute Carnage Scream, where he was drawing Norman, but you could tell there was like absolute carnage. It was supposed to be dark carnage. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the, so this is classic carnage and Sandoval I, like, even though I have some issues with the way Sandoval draws human faces and whatnot and bodies, I think he excels at the symbiote stuff. And yeah, you just got to see carnage yeah. full display here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our final issue of the month. It's uh, Spider-Man spider shadow number two. In the fallout of Aunt May's death and Spider-Man's bloody revenge against Hobgoblin, all of New York City is on edge over the hero's deadlier war on crime. Peter is no longer playing Mr. Nice Guy with his foes like the Kingpin, Scorpion, and Shocker, nor with his most vocal heckler, J. Jonah Jameson. Even his friends and allies fear for where this darker turn is taking him. And when the Sinister Six, be- uh, Sinister Six becomes involved, a familiar face makes a surprising appearance. Should we just jump right into that? Yeah. Let's let's go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Brock shows up at the end, kind of in disguise. Uh, you know, he's working for Doctor Octopus, and then he's like, "Oh no, he's gonna start killing the Sinister Six because apparently he's the only one who can kill, who has the right to kill Spider Man." And we still yeah, don't so, know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, because because a first off, I'm. I'm happy to see Eddie Brock. Like I, I, I know Aaron's like Aaron would have wanted to say this, but like in a lot of these what ifs with Spider-Man and the symbiote, you don't get to see Eddie Brock. Like in Zadarsky's like uh, life story, you didn't Eddie Brock wasn't into that at all. Yeah, he was just a symbiote and Craven. And so, so I really do like that Eddie Brock is showing up in this. He's going to be important to the symbiote story. This alternate take. And just once but, again, 
once once again proving black white uh i mean uh spider spider shadow is the superior symbiote symbiote spider-man series compared to the other one with um great land oh and, the friggin uh, oh peter david's yeah he has, this this is a better symbiote spider-man story in every single way even even though it's a it's a what if just the other one basically an alternate reality anyway so just <laughs> yeah terrible but at yeah, least this is, we get Eddie. this is a good read. Yeah, at least we get Eddie with this one. <laughs> yeah, we get Eddie. We get lots of symbiote interactions. Oh yeah. There's the other one. There's like, does the symbiote even talk in the latest one? Yes, he does. Um, I, I, it's, it's in, always in, difficult with the one with no. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. I well, the, 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 you're talking about the one it, where just, with Mister E. Yeah, Mister E. Did he talk at all in that? It was Mister E so. talking, not. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, so yeah, this is an actual good story. But I will say, while I like Eddie Brock being included, we don't know why he's being included. Because yeah. as far as we know, the Sin Eater stuff has not happened at this point in time. Except, so I don't know how different Zdarsky's making it. Because we know that uh, another difference is that the Thing is there. Like, he's with the Fantastic Four. And as we know, the Thing should be off in Secret Wars, still. Like, he's in Battleworld still, because he stayed behind. And it's weird, because I know that Zdarsky knows that. Because back in Spectacular Spider-Man, he made the Thing Venom in, like, this alternate future, where Spider-Man stopped being Spider-Man. Yeah. And so the Thing became Venom, because the th- and because I remember we talked about it in the interview with him, and where he brought up, he's like, well, the Thing stayed behind in Battleworld, so I figured he'd be the one that gets the symbiote if he's staying behind there. And so it's weird that we're seeing the thing here. Is so I I don't know if it was if it's a mistake or like he just forgot or if there's a purposely like is, is he like saying oh this is an alternate reality what if I'm not just doing a what if I'm changing events of the universe a little bit possibly yeah I th- yeah, yeah so I like think... like maybe maybe the senior stuff already happened and we don't know yeah yeah so this might not just be you know one point in time that has changed and now we're spinning off into the universe there might be other factors that have um changed this timeline so yeah i i think um i think this is going to be really it's going to be fun to see where chip takes eddie brock is just i mean we're seeing eddie brock without becoming venom although you know, teasers and um, the solicitations for future issues, there might be some room for A to become Venom, but we, we don't know. I, I think this is just... Yeah, yeah that, I'm surprised that there was no mention of Eddie Brock in any of the future solicits. Like, if they sounded kind of spoil, spoilery already, like issue four, I think, shows like, oh, he's separated from the symbiote and he's trying to get back with Empire or whatever. But, so uh, that sounded pretty spoiler to me, but the fact that they never even brought Eddie Brock up is like, oh, so maybe there's more here than we thought there's going on. Yeah. Yeah, so but, uh, it's still very exciting. Love to see where this is taking us, and um, we, we uh, it was already announced that Chip is going to continue um, this uh, with a new chapter in this What If line. Although we don't know if it's for Spire Shadow, but he is uh, continuing the What If this new What If revival. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy about that. I've always loved What If, and this this like basically I've always wanted a proper What If of What If Spider Man kept the symbiote. And this isn't quite that, just because it's 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 very close. But it, it this is a different story because it's not only what if Spider Man kept the symbiote, it's what if Spider Man kept the symbiote and then Aunt May died, and because that's a big difference. 
if it, if Ant-Man was still fine, this would would not be going this route. Yeah. So, but but I'm still enjoying it. I I think he's still handling the subtlety of the symbiote. Like it's not quote unquote turning him evil. It is turning him down a darker path, which we've seen. But it's it's not just the symbiote acting like oh I'm going to make you evil, Potter. It's more out of self survival, and I I just I think it's a very nuanced and subtle way to do it. It's it's better than basically any other version we've seen before. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, MJ like I think MJ's is going to connect him to his humanity. Like she she came home and like shocked to see him and like hanging there in the cocoon, basically suspended. Yeah. And then he, and then and then obviously <laughs> I like how he's got a beard now because that tells you that he's darker. He's got a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Bearded Spider Man. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, of course, yeah, so, it was quite shocking what he did to JJ. Freaking! Oh yeah, breaking his destroys hands. his hand. Jesus! Oh, no kidding! He just mangled that hand too. Like, and then, and then, um, for for our animated series fans, we had a fun little yeah. interaction. Shocker! With Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Get back here, Shocker! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was almost I was almost a little disappointed that there was no uh, reference to that. Like, get back here, Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gargan, you know. Oh yeah, Gargan. I mean, <laughs> the, of the many deaths of Gargan, this was pretty cathartic. <laughs> it was quite brutal, and I, I was here for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Um, I mean, well, I mean, plus I always got to mention the art. I think I, I just love the fact that oh, yeah. he doesn't shade the suit at all. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it look more alien or it, like the the art and colors are both very good. And I've, I've, it's almost like a, a, a bit of a surrealness, especially when you get to the dream, the dream sequences. Yeah. Or not, but I, 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 it totally fits the book and just he draws the symbiote stuff so well. And it just really it really highlights just how alien this thing is. Yeah, and I really like this new design for this symbiote Spider-Man becoming. Yeah, like it. Ben. It definitely. I think we talked about this last episode. That it doesn't beat the classic, obviously. Yeah. Because the classic, it's well, it's pretty much my favorite design ever. Mm. But it's a very interesting alternate take. I like the spider fangs, and it, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'd hope that you know Marvel Legends will do uh, a figure for that design. That'd be legit. Like, if we're getting slots, like, we got slots dumb new symbiote design. Yeah. Like, it, it, it must have been, like, the same year that came out. It was, yeah. like, less than a year, and then we got a figure of it. It's like, oh, I, I cannot stand that design. Just freaking his eyes flapping out. <laughs> Just, I don't like it. Yeah. But, no, th- this is a design I wouldn't mind having a figure of. This is legit. Well, yeah. Nice addition to my symbiote show. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that will be all for May 2021. Uh, this has been a really exciting month for Symbiote fans overall, with more Extreme Carnage news coming in, such as um, we're getting another new Symbiote spawn. Um, probably uh, is, this is showing up in the uh, in the Lasher one shot. Lasher, yeah, uh, Chapman's Lasher. Yeah, Chapman's Lasher. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. So, so I. I... I am a little bit like there has been a little bit concern about that. Like people are saying, do we really need another symbiote spawn? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I'm happy for any symbiote spawns, even even though a lot of these new symbiote spawns always get relegated to you know limbo. 
I still yeah. like to see brand new designs and, you know, see what they can do, who these hosts are. It's fun. If if anything, I feel like a lot of the frustration is the fact is because of the fact that Sleeper has been sidelined and so people are questioning why do we need another symbiote spawn if we have Sleeper right there that's barely been used. But yeah. For me, I'm not a huge fan of Sleeper. I know I, I'm probably in the minority for that. So I'm interested to see if this is like what specific purpose Symbiote Spawn has. Like, we don't even know which Symbiote is coming from. I think it'd be kind of cool if Andy and Scream suddenly have a spawn they got to take care of somehow. Yeah. But I keep like maybe Carn maybe Carnage is trying to like make this ultimate spawn or something using and then kind of all the all the and then kind of tying back into Donnie's whole thing about how uh, Symbiotes spawn new Symbiotes in response to an upcoming, you know, global or universal threat, you know, so what's, what is coming up that, I mean, besides extreme carnage itself, what is coming uh, up afterwards that requires a new spawning? Yeah, no, it's a good thing. I mean, Donnie's still working on a big event. I don't think it's going to be semi related. I think it's going to be related to the ultimate universe. Yeah. But, you know, they're, Marvel's of has big events happening all the time. That is that is one thing I don't like about that retcon. It's just like what what basis do they need? Because I remember they called oh yeah the chaos war with Hercules. Like what why why did the symbiote make something over that? Like the scale of events was just really odd. It's <laughs> just all over the place. Yeah. But. And then of course we also had this this last month the long awaited trailer drop for Venom Let There Be Carnage, which you can hear our thoughts about on our previous episode. Um, we go into detail. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, of course, we've had absolutely nothing since then about Venom, so it's like, what the heck's going on, guys? <laughs> look, we're just, we're just, look, the printer ran out of paper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So such a big book. We'll be back next month to review the comics of June 2021, which will. Hopefully, hopefully, include Venom number two hundred. <laughs> we might, you know, what better we, if it does. No, don't jinx it. Don't yeah. jinx that book is coming out. Yeah. All right, <laughs> you know, we, Flash heck, is going to be in it. It's going to be great. <laughs> heck, we might, we might even just do an episode dedicated entirely. Actually, I think that was our plan: is that we're going to do an episode dedicated entirely to Venom number two hundred, and then do kind of a retrospective on Donny Cates' Venom saga. So, uh, we'll have to. Prepare. I mean, we we could fit. The other two symbiote books in there, Carnage and Utter Shadow. I'll have to check the schedules to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, you can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes, Audible, and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at uh, WAV underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server where you can geek out with a community of Venomaniacs like us. And as always, thank you to my fellow co-host, Tyler, for joining me today. Yeah, of course. I'm the only one who showed up. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. And thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast on the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs.